I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Board Breakdown podcast. The lowdown on Alex Moore with Johnny and Dana. We are the Board podcast that gives you all of your Alex Moore chatter. In a podcast, and on Saturday, Bora announced the signing of guess who? Alex Mort. Uh, the Yorkshireman <laughs> joins on a season-long loan and is expected to be the replacement for Marcus Tavernier uh, on that left-hand side of the play. And just before we get our thoughts um, on the new sign, we thought we'd get some insight from Joe and Louis Bent from the Baggies podcast. So here is four minutes on Bora's new number four. Morning, Dana, and all the Borough fans. I feel like uh, I'm going to get a regular feature if I keep coming on at, at this pace. Uh, but jokes aside, Alex Moore, um, yeah, uh, obviously he was our captain. And in the season, we nearly got promoted a couple of seasons back. He was brilliant for us. Uh, a really tough start to life at Barnsley. His first game, he got sent off. And then he ended up out on loan at Oxford. So there was a big period of time for the first couple of years, I think, where we were kind of like, is Alex Moore going to do it for us? What's going to happen? He came back um, and earned himself a, a starting place and, you know, over time grew as a player, became better. He weren't always, um, you know, consistently great every single game, I have to admit, and I know some Barnsley fans might disagree uh, with that, but for me personally, I remember um, a time at the beginning of that season where we um, we got into the, the playoffs and we were debating whether he was the best option to start because we had, you know, Matty James from Leicester, we had uh, Ramal Palmer at the time was playing really well and a few others. So, um, yeah, but then what happened was he really did step it up massively and that's second half of the season he showed his true leadership qualities he got us through so many games by leading the team he's obviously got an absolutely amazing left foot that's well documented from his goals um so Alex when he's on it is a brilliant player and certainly top end championship it's just for me just needs to have that consistency in his game and and you know play at that level consistently week in week out if you can get that out of him which I'm sure Chris Wilder will he'll be a cracking player for you Hello to everyone at the Borough Breakdown podcast. It's Louis Bent here from the Baggies podcast here to give my thoughts on Alex Mowat, who has joined yourselves on a season-long loan from West Bromwich Albion. So, yeah, I suppose it's a bit of a weird one because he was a new signing for us last season, a marquee signing, I'd also go to say, uh, under Valerian Ishmael, who brought him in, having coached him at Barnsley. And, yeah, he seemed like a a really good fit for Ishmael's system uh, and did really well for, for Barnsley to get him into the playoffs. He was the captain. Um, seemed like the person who's going to kind of try and help our current players embed into his philosophy. Uh, and like, I think, Ishmael, he he started the first five or six games really, really well. He looked composed. He looked box to box. He looked all energy. And 
like Ishmael's system. I think he faded away as the season went on. He picked up an injury towards the end of last season uh, with his groin, I think, which um, ended up needing needing surgery. He played through it quite a lot. So, yeah, he, he, he kind of struggled with injury a little bit. But we didn't see the moat that we saw from that his first five games again, really. And I think Bruce has kind of come in. He's seen him. He's he's not really seen much he likes about him. I think Moat's very, very much suited to, to a three at the back formation where essentially he, he can help overlap or he can come into wide areas and help cross the ball rather than having to stay down the centre and cover central areas. So I think, uh, I mean, I said uh, on, on my podcast yesterday, I said that Moat's probably the perfect uh, player for a, for a wilder system. So I am a little surprised he's gone out on loan. I'm a little surprised we've loaned him to some a team that I consider to be, you know, up in that, well, obviously not, not quite at the moment, but up in that top six towards the end of the season. I believe that you, you guys will still be there and I hope that we are too. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm surprised that... Uh, I'm surprised that he's uh, loaned out to, to yourselves. I know that he's a big earner at the club, so that kind of contributes. We do need a striker now that Daryl DK's injured again. So I, I think it's a bit of a gamble from Bruce to, to, to kind of take this and, and let Moat go in return for hopefully bringing in that striker. So we'll see. But I, I think um, I think time will tell whether this is a good move. But I can see him flourishing for an, in a wild side. I just think he's the perfect player for it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So thanks for that, Louis and Joe. Um, and Joe, you can have a regular slot in the Board Breakdown podcast <laughs> if you want to. We can make that happen. Our people will talk to your people. Um, but, so Alex, Alex Moore, then uh, was thrown into action pretty much on, on, on the Sunday against Sheffield United. Um, how do you think he fared? And do you think he's going to be a good signer for Borough? Yeah, I think he is going to be a good signing for us. I hope anyway. He has all the attributes to fit the Wilder system, as Joe and, and Louis have alluded to. And I thought he was good. He played 37 minutes. He came on around the hour mark. And I thought he showed a lot of good technical ability on the ball. He looks really comfortable with it. There was a, a, a part where he moved away from Sander Burge, a really nice t- um, footwork, good touches away from him. And what I noticed as well is he kept making runs off Sander Burge. And it was a kind of theme throughout when he came on. He was constantly looking for where Sander Burge was, but also where the space was off him. And I think Sander Burge in the second half, his influence wasn't really as as big as it was in the first because you had Alex Moore constantly making those runs off him constantly making those runs away from him and finding spaces picking up pockets of space to try to progress the ball and there was uh there was a, two moves actually or three moves where he did he kind of did set off a chance for Middlesbrough. Um, he played a pass into Riley McGree and then he made a, a run off Sander Burge, as I've said, into some space of his own. And then that resulted in Riley McGree putting the ball into the box. Unfortunately, the header was cleared. But then there was another move where he... It was the chance... Riley McGree's chance where, unfortunately, his right-footed shot went high and wide. It was Alex Moore that started that move with that 
nice footwork that I mentioned there. He threaded a ball through down the wing to Isaiah Jones. And then there was another one that, that Doug had one more chance that hit the post, started by a combination of Alex Mott um, and Riley McGree. So I thought he was he was good in the flashes that we saw. He had a great passing accuracy, 88%, 14 passing successful out of 16. Um, and yeah, he, he looked he looked good. It was a promising cameo, obviously not the full scale of what we'll see from Alex Mott. Um, but yeah, and, and interestingly enough, that was the second time in three days that he played Sheffield United when I had a look because he played against the Blades for the Baggies in the Cup on Thursday, then played against the Blades for Borough on Sunday. So interesting little quirk there. Yeah, and he's you know been at Riverside Stadium already this year as well. So I feel like he's just yeah. he's just just he's doing a little triangle, isn't he? Um, always <laughs> best promise Sheffield United. <laughs> that is going to be a season. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a good signing as well. It's definitely what we needed. I think we, we obviously with Tab going. I think so, someone with really good championship experience, someone who is going to come in and and make this team better. I think it's going to happen because of that. Um, but what do you think he can bring to the club then in terms of his stature, performances? Is there anything else that we can add? I think he's just a really well-rounded midfielder. He's defensively sound, forward-thinking. He's good at set pieces in terms of he's got a good delivery on him. Everyone talks about his left foot. I always feel like it's always you either got a cultured left foot or you don't have a foot at all because nobody says anything about a right foot, do they? They don't say you have an amazing right foot. Um, but yeah, he's, I think he's he's good with his decision-making as well in terms of his mm. pass selection. Watching a few of his clips when he was at West Brom, he's constantly scanning to try to find those spaces to pick up uh, to basically offer a passing opportunity for his teammates and to see where the next best pass is himself. And he is how has been consistently a very, um, a very good progressive passer uh, amongst central midfielders in the championship, a rank of 11th, 2nd and 3rd in the last three seasons. And then moving before that, when he was in League One, he was ranked 4th for progressive passes. And people might say, well, it's, you know, Valerian Ishmael ball at Barnsley. It was very high energy and tried to get the ball at the pitch as quickly as possible with, you know, long balls to the wide areas. But it precedes Valerian Ishmael. So it's very much not a stylistic thing for Alex Moore. It's a core attribute of him. And watching a few of his clips, as I've said, he always tries to look for the the pass that does progress the play and I feel like with him we might not see a lot of assists from him but keep an eye on his passes because he will be the one that starts moves he might get pre-assists he might get even pre-pre-assists I think his his pass selection is very good and his decision making is very good with it as well and as something that we've seen throughout his career so far he is a potent threat from out wide from out wide from long range uh with his shooting and uh 18 of the 28 goals he scored in his career so far have been from outside the box. So you think about casual wingy banger, we might have to rename that to casual motor banger because he does, he, 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 he has a knack for it. Uh, but yeah, in the 2020-21 season, he ranked second for goals per 90, uh, scored eight goals, but an XG of 4.4. So you speak about overperformance of, of shot performance but it feeds into the narrative of him being good from from range and obviously the sort of low expected goals chances are those long ranges so yeah I think he's a, a threat from distance but a, a potential weakness of him what I've seen from Baggies fans is that He's a bit slow. He's a bit on the slower side. So I don't expect him to be as full pelt in tracking back and doing his defensive work um, as Tav is. So lack of pace, their potential issue. 
Yeah, but I think positioning can cover that. You know, if he has good position yeah. on the pitch, and I think we'll come on to the, his heat map in a second, but um, having a, a good position in your play can really stop, mitigate that, that potential risk. Um, but I think with the, the graph that you pulled there, it was quite nice to see Lewis Swing on there, Matt Crooks, yeah. uh, George Savile. Um, yeah. You know, all like, oh, <laughs> Borough players doing the bit, you know what I mean? Why couldn't they do it in a Borough shirt, as, as some Borough fans would say? Um, <laughs> but... But yeah, I think when we when we want to compare uh, more and Tal, I think obviously they are they are different players to to pretty much you know to compare. They both played different positions. If you want to get like a, a heat map up, heat map up on them, um, you can see Tav is very much more of like a a wing player, or has played most of his career on the wing. But then as Mauer, he's he's played more of a probably more half space central quarterback role. I think that's where he flourishes. And like you were saying there, then it really feeds into that narrative of progressive passer couldn't find a good pass. And he's also the person that can start the move and could be the the passer mm. who, who could be the connector between that three, four, five passes. And I think that's really promising. And to be honest, and just, and to be honest, it makes Bohr a bit more dangerous as well because he adds a different dimension as well. That, that long range uh, strike he's got, he always scores goals from from afar, so it seems like it could be a really good move for Borough as well in terms of that front and just making that one percent difference, which I think is massive in in the championship as well. So yeah, and um, what Louis said as well, as well. Uh, yeah, what Louis said as well about the the combination play drifting out wide as well. He, he does have a good delivery on him from wide areas with his you know you see from set pieces from that sort of area. Um, so I'm just thinking about that combination play, the triangles on the right. Emulating that on the left, I think he could be a big part of that. Yeah, gives us balance. Absolutely gives us balance. Um, and then indeed. just, should we break them down a little bit further then? Is there anything else that we can, we can compare them with? Uh, Tavern oh. and Mott. Yeah, is that... Tavern and Mott. Yeah. yeah, I think the key difference with the pair of them is that Tav's probably more of a dribbler. Um, last season, 3.85 dribbles per 90 for Tav, more on 0.99. Uh, Tav had almost five times the amount of dribbles that Moore did last season. But I think they're both quite high-frequency shooters. Um, Tav had 203 shots in his last three seasons, more on 189 in the same time. Uh, but Moore was more clinical last season, a goal conversion rate of 10.52. Tav's is about 6%. So I think with them, Tav's more, obviously his position in the team, Tav's more of a number eight, isn't he? And then last season under Bruce, they played with two holder midfielders. So he was a a six, really. He was a deeper sort of midfielder. So with that, Tav's progressive movements are going to be really through, more through dribbling than through passes, whereas it's going to be the other way around with more. Um, So more, it's probably the more progressive passer last season due to his position in the team. And one of the key differences, of course, what we've already mentioned is the pace. You know, Tav, fantastic at getting back, having the recovery pace to get back and track back. More, probably not so much, but, you know, I'm interested to hear your thoughts about how Johnny Housen would kind of help Alex Moore yeah. with that as well. Because, he, you know, playing with a, a three at the back, Housen being that cover, that screen, if you like, I think it could be a really good dynamic between the three midfielders. Yeah, it's it's the power of Yorkshire, I think, in midfield at the moment, you know, <laughs> yeah, with, with, with those yeah. three. Um, but yeah, and the Yorkshire manager as well, just absolute team mm. Yorkshire, isn't it? Um, but I think with with that, um, in terms of like how Housen can cover, I just don't think Housen will get caught as much. I think you'll probably see Middlesbrough, they might, 
rotate ever so slightly, slightly to a two and then let Crooks be a bit more progressive as Borough go forward. It kind of limits the, the counter-attack, which I think we've been prone to over the last couple of games with the high wing-backs. I think our recovery hasn't been as strong. I think with, with Tav leaving, obviously, you do lose a little, a little bit of legs, but I think with Mowat and, and Housen, now you've got more of a structure there, and I think that'll defensively probably stop the that left-hand side being cut open probably a little bit more than we've we've seen previously. But that's what we expected anyway because of Ryan Giles. Because so, he's so attacking and he's so, so good on the ball and getting the ball in the box. It was always going to happen that teams are going to probably have some sort of counter-attack to that. Um, but I think with, Mow- with, with Mort coming in now, I think it's a really, really good uh, good sign for us in terms of structure, balance, and it gives us a little bit more um, in, in, in that midfield. But in terms of him coming in, the, I think we, obviously Ryan McGree's already occupying the eighth spot already. Um, and to be fair, he's, he's played well, loves that through ball. He's also just, um, <laughs> he's becoming um, the player that we think he we think he is. He's very, very silky. And, but we all know that number 10 role, he's, he's looking good there as well. But, do you think this could spark a potential, a potential, you know, a tactical tweak from from Wild? Do you think that we might maybe change the way we're playing? Could it be a, a one up top job, or do you think he's going to replace um, Riley McGree in that midfield? I think it could be a one up top job for now, but it's interesting with McGree, isn't it? Because we recorded this yesterday. This is a re-record of the the Mort Pod, um, and I said on that recording that I'm not 100% sold on McGree as a number ten. But then I watched the game back from uh, Sunday, and I thought he picked up some really good positions. I still think Ryan McGree picks up good positions as a number eight, but the better positions I feel like he picks up as a number ten. So there could be a you know potential there for him to be a number ten, and. I think we spoke to a few Birmingham fans about Riley McGree, didn't we? And I'm sure they said that he could play in that position and he looked good in that position. It'd be interested to see where he plays for Australia, actually. But I wouldn't write him off as a number eight. I think it's just good to have competition there in that left-sided central midfield area because obviously with Tav leaving, we didn't have that for a little bit, whereas now we do. It kind of takes the pressure off Riley McGree a little bit and I don't mm. think he's... I don't think he's been great. He hasn't been bad, but I don't think he's stood out in the games that we've seen of him so far. So hopefully with the, a little bit of competition there now, um, maybe it actually puts the pressure on him and it makes him deliver better performances because now he's got the player kind of breathing down his neck there and Alex Smart and a very good player at that. So yeah, I, I think it's only good. It's only good for McGree and it's only good for Millsbrough that we've got this depth and quality and depth as well because uh, more it's a very combative all-round creative, just a very good midfielder. Yeah, and I think with him coming in as well, it, it kind of solves the problem of of Marcus Force as well in terms of like the link-up play. I know you, you spoke about it on, on the pod on, on the Sunday, but when when Riley McGree plays as that number 10, you know, it's going to make things a little bit better for Force because Force just doesn't like to to build up plays. a bit more of a, a dribbler, get it in the box and hopefully he'll, he'll put it away. He, he will do that. I just think with Riley McGree, it connects the play a little bit more. It brings more players into play. He can be a bit more fluid and get behind the the number nine and, and try and create extra space. And um, it could see Middlesbrough change ever so slightly. He could do a three five uh, a three five one one or, or not a three five yeah yeah three five one one yeah. I was like wait wait a minute no I was like yeah that no, was yeah. that was literally me at the Sheffield United game the other day. I was like what formation are we playing three five 
what? <laughs> yeah. it, there it is, like, three five what? <laughs> it's it's true when you say like three five two, and you think, oh yeah, yeah. All that. but when you I'm say so one say one, you, you're like, oh right, okay. Yeah. Um, but that could it could it could see Bora maybe change to that formation, and obviously that does help you occupy the the midfield a little bit more. You know, it enables you to a bit more fluid in in those tight moments and. I think that's a it's a good good move for Borough. I think just across the board. I think Alex Moore can help us defensively in terms of that quarterback and that quarterback role and and limit us on the encounters, but also his striking ability, good pass like you mentioned there. Um, but finally, all going well, Dana. You campaigned for it last <laughs> last year around it, but Alex Moore, Alex Moore, do you think Borough could make it a permanent deal, or would you like to see? I know it's only been one game. There's plenty of football to be played, but. A hand on heart, do you think you could? You, would you like to see it? I think it depends how he plays, obviously, okay. but I do think he has all the attributes to to fit really well, and he could well be, you know, the counter press from the Valerian Ishmael style. We could see that. I think he's obviously adept at, at doing that as well. Um, yeah, I think in terms of a replacement for Tav. I think as good as we could probably get that's available. And now we'll just see how he plays. I, I can't make a decision uh, on that right now. But yeah, I obviously wanted him when he was uh, when he was at Barzi, his contract was expiring. So 12 months later, we've, we've finally got him. I'm hoping that I do come to a decision that, yeah, we I do want Alex Bort because then that means that he's been a success. Okay, then. Um, I'm going to just say, yeah, just sign him. Suck it. You know, <laughs> put, my, put, my head on, put my neck on the line uh, and sign him. Uh, but no, I'm joking. But uh, that's it, uh, Dana. Thank you very much uh, for joining me, as always. And to the listeners and the viewers, uh, thank you very much for listening and watching us on your podcast provider or on YouTube. If you haven't already, do subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed on your podcast provider, please do. Uh, that helps us get found and other Bora fans find us. But for right now, this has been the Bora Breakdown podcast and that was your Alex Moore chatter in a pod. Up the Bora Breakdown. <laughs>